Hi there, I'm your host as usual, Victor, for The Process. This week's episode is entitled The Process of Allowing Ourselves to Be Loved. As usual, I will jump into that in just a moment or two. Stay tuned. This is 1 Corinthians 13 from the New Testament and the Holy Bible. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. So that was um, a passage, a chapter from the Bible. Um Many people are very familiar with it, but increasingly more people aren't familiar with it. Um, um, it's also commonly known as the love chapter. It's many times you, you hear it being recited at weddings and so on as a description of God's love, of perfect love, of how love is supposed to be. Um, and with my whole heart, I believe that is exactly how it's supposed to be. And, and that's always what we should be uh, reaching to attain in our lives and in how we deal with other people and so on and so forth so with that blueprint if you like more than a blueprint <clears throat> of what love is supposed to be how do we transpose that into this world that is filled with abuse and codependency and um all these negative factors that are the very antithesis of of First Corinthians 13, the love chapter as they call it. Well, first of all, we have to go through the process of, of even beginning to understand that, that we are worthy of being loved. I know from my own experience, my own life, that was a huge journey for me. And it took many years to, to really consciously first of all to consciously recognize that 
that deep down inside, because of the things I'd been through, at a deep, deep unconscious and subconscious level, and I would say, I'd say subconscious, but I'd actually say unconscious because um, it really was something that was sleeping and dormant within me, is and was the, the notion that I was not worthy to be loved, that I was something that was disgusting. Now, the reason that that was there was because I was someone who, as a child, for many, many years, had experienced sexual abuse um, within my own family um, through various family members. Um, and because of that, I guess at an early age, I had taken on the guilt of the, these things happening to me. And I had actually genuinely believed, and I think many, you know, adult survivors of, of childhood sexual abuse carry a guilt inside that it was their fault. And of course, looking from the outside, it's the most absurd thing. Of course, it's not the child's fault. But as a child, I believe as a survival mechanism, as a coping mechanism, um, you know, all forms of survival, all forms of coping involve control. So the best form of control, believe it or not, is often the most negative things. It's it's easier for a child to believe it's their fault rather than to believe the more horrific thing that the adults that are supposed to care and love them are the ones who have taken advantage of them and abused them and just done hellish things to them. So it's easier to survive to say it's my fault. And that was something that I only realised as an adult going through um, counselling and prayer and all the rest of it when it came up. And particularly when it came up when my counsellor said to me, answer this question without thinking. And all she simply said was, God loves you. And deep down inside me, there just came this huge no, almost like a shout. And I, I realised that that was because of what I had been through. So having to recognise how we view ourselves to begin with is definitely the first step of how we begin to allow ourselves to be loved. And also a good place to start is to recognise what is the definition of being loved? Well, I tell you what it's not. It's not sleeping around. It's not having casual sexual relationships. It's not even, <clears throat> you know, looking for intimacy in a long-term relationship for the sake of intimacy. In those relationships, and let's face it, many people have that this is the relationship that many people have with their partner, their husband or the wife or whatever. Often, particularly if people have been damaged as children, they are effectively two, if you like, two half-filled cups. And they have a belief that if they seek someone else out, that that cup will be filled, that cup being love. And what happens is instead of the cup being filled, you know, two half people, if you like, do not make one, do make, do, don't make two whole people. So it, it's almost like simple, simple mathematics, you know. You can't make, two halves only make one whole. They don't make two holes. So, but often that is what people do. They seek out um, relationships to heal um, 
the lack of love that they have in their life, not realizing that it can't really, it can't really be solved like that, because more often than not, when you're like that, you tend to seek out others who are in the same situation, but perhaps they may well be people who consciously or sub subconsciously use others who are in that vulnerable state and what you get at the end of that is a codependent relationship and a codependent relationship is is not a relationship that is based on love it's not a healthy relationship it's a relationship that's based on control and abuse and manipulation and actually addiction um and and often it can actually be you know drug addiction involved in all but but what i mean by addiction is simply an addiction to another person and the belief that if you don't have that other person in your life you're going to die or you're or, or you're you know you're not going to have strength to go on or whatever and it's actually it's a lie but codependent relationships are built on a lie um like i said you know two half people come together thinking that if they come together they're going to make two whole people and of course that doesn't happen at all so that's another point on the road to recognizing what you have to deal with first to, to really allow yourself to be loved. So once you've realised those two things, you know, first of all, that your own view of yourself and, and you know, looked at that and recognised that as being wrong and the same with the relationship side of things, there are other steps along the way. Of course there are. But maybe before even those all those other steps, I would have to say the thing that made the difference in, in my life was coming to Christ and becoming a, a believer. Because without that, I don't know if I ever really would have fully recognised that I was worthy of being loved. I genuinely don't know that I would ever recognise that. So maybe, I think maybe that should be the, that should be the first step is you know, a living relationship with Christ, a living relationship with, with God. And recognising, as we recognise and experience his love, we recognise that the one who created us has said all over his word that we are worthy, that we are worthy to be loved and he wants us to be loved the right way with a pure and unconditional love. And I have to say, it's, you know, we human beings, we're we're flawed and we fail and all the rest of it, but it is possible. It is possible to have real love um in a relationship and, and have it so it's not codependent. It really is possible. But if you come from a damaged place as I did, um without doubt for me, I, I believe ultimately for everyone, but definitely for me, it had to come through that first step of coming to Christ and having a loving relationship with him because he showed me what real love is um, and real love is not something that's conditional I grew up very much with conditional love <clears throat> um, and conditional love is awful it's just awful um, and in some ways I would say maybe the conditional love was maybe even worse than the sexual abuse, which maybe sounds strange. But at least if there had been someone in my life who showed me unconditional love, as unlikely as that would have been within you know, my family setting, um, that might have been a saving grace through it all. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, 
So the first step really is 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 coming to Christ and recognizing our worth through experiencing God's love. Second is to is to recognize our own uh, sense of worth inside, and allowing ourselves to have that broken within us, um, and have it cast away, have it dealt with, have have us delivered and healed of that wrong thing, whether it be there. Um, from a, a spiritual perspective where it hadn't been there simply just through years and years and years of that a wrong belief that we're not worthy whatever it might be we have to open ourselves up to God and, and to things like counselling and therapy to have that cleanse from us because we can we could be in a relationship with the most loving and most you know best person that we could ever be with but we'll never ever truly know what it is to have true intimacy with that person um if we don't allow ourselves to be loved and and i would even argue that we can't really love others fully until we ourselves are fully loved um and allow ourselves to be fully loved um and and as much as you know i'm saying we open ourselves up to god's love it's part of god's plan for us is that we be open to the love of others, the other human beings, you know, because we need that. We we were made to be in community. We were made to be with others, you know. We weren't created to just stand alone as some sort of stoic, you know, quasi-heroic um, beings or whatever, you know, on some spiritual quest. All of that stuff really is nonsense. It really is nonsense, and it's actually a lie from the pits of hell because... God wants us in community, and and as long as we're in community, we're accountable, and we're also in a place, as long as the community is healthy, we're in a place where we are just in a, a prime, you know, we have the prime real estate and the best position to be loved, but we have to allow ourselves to be loved. So another step to allowing ourselves to be loved, I would say, really is learning to forgive ourselves. Um, for the things we've done, we've done wrong, in terms of our relationship with God, in terms of our relationship with other people, and all that is to forgive ourselves and forgive ourselves on a daily basis, and not to carry guilt around all the time. One of the most beautiful things I've experienced is when I'm carrying guilt or feel bad about something I've done wrong, um, and I ask that person's forgiveness that I've that I've done that wrong against, is experiencing their unconditional love towards me when I don't deserve it you know when I really don't deserve it because that in a sense is exactly God's love the, you know our father God has love his grace is to experience something that we don't deserve um, and that's really forgiveness and it's a beautiful beautiful thing and and without that we can never really be loved or really love other people if we don't understand the principle of grace and the principle of forgiveness. So those are, or, or rather that's a, that's another major step in it. Um, but then there also comes a very practical thing of, you know, when, when you meet the person that you believe or you know is the right person for you, is also having the wisdom to know and to figure out how they're the right person 
because if you see traits of codependency in them, if you see traits of, of control in, in them and all the rest of it, and they refuse to see it or they're just completely unaware of it, I would always say that that, that, that would be a, a warning sign. You know, that would be a, a bell that would go off for me, for sure. Um, but we can only really see those things when we ourselves have opened ourselves up to God to, to have these things dealt with in us to begin with. So we can't really get to that stage of discerning the right person for us until, I would say, until we have allowed the Holy Spirit, allowed God to clear us out of all those wrong ideas about ourselves and, you know, forgiveness for the things we've done wrong and just everything we've been speaking about so far. But if we've gotten to that stage and we can discern that in other people, you know, it doesn't mean that someone who struggles with those traits is a wrong person for you. Because, you know, the, 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 the key phrase in all of this is struggles with. If someone is struggling with something, it means that they are at least making an effort to, to fight whatever it is. That's the key. It's when you meet someone who doesn't struggle with any of it and either doesn't recognise it or just doesn't see it as a problem. That's when I would say, you know, don't go any further with that relationship for your own sake, for your own mental health, your own spiritual well-being, all of it. You know, get out, definitely get out. Um, because we are, we're all fallen human beings. We all make mistakes and we all have our issues. But the main thing is that we are aware of our issues and that we're trying to do something about them. And that we're trying to move forward with our lives. That's the, the, that's really the hope. As I can put it, that is the hope for humanity on the ground level, if I can put it that way. Because as long as people are trying to do that, I would say that there's no end to the things that can be resolved and fixed and all the rest of it. But more often than not, people don't want to look at their shortcomings. They want to just blame other people. Um, and that's something I'm learning every single day is that I try to look at myself first when it comes to, you know, negative things and when it comes to things I may have done to hurt other people or whatever. Um, and I try and genuinely trying to think about other people when it comes to the positive stuff, but at the same time also having that balance of loving myself in the right way, which brings me to another step in allowing ourselves to be loved is to learn to really love yourself in the right sense. You know, in scripture it says, love thy neighbour as thyself. Now, it suggests that we already know how to love ourselves because, to be honest with you, most of my life, if I loved my neighbour as I loved myself, I probably would have killed a lot of people because I hated myself for years. I hated myself with every fibre of my own being. Um, so right there in scripture it tells us that God is expecting that we know how to love ourselves and one of the best ways to do that is to look at how he interacts with us, his love to us you know, our, our heavenly father most people unfortunately most people that you hear talking about their lives often refer to a father who wasn't absent or a father who was abusive or whatever and true fatherhood being a 
dad, as I would put it, because anybody can be a father. Being a father is just a biological process. Big deal. But to be a dad means real commitment. And that actually leads us to a podcast that's coming up called The Process of Being a Good Dad. But anyway, we will deal with that in that episode. But yeah, so if we look at God the Father, we see a perfect father that has perfect love for his children. So we have to see that about ourselves. We have to say, well, if the one who created me loves me this much, who am I not to love myself? So I would say, and I realise that these points have not exactly been systematic, but as all my episodes go, it's more a, a sort of informal chat with every, with everybody and anybody who would listen. I would say that's a major point, is we learn to love ourselves. Once we've recognised that the first step is to have that relationship with God, that relationship with Christ, in order to feel real love from the one who created us, Second, to be aware of our own uh, sense of worthiness of ourself, our unworthiness, and you know the other points is uh, the other points as well about you know having the discernment to see if we are um, potentially getting into a relationship with someone who may be abusive and doesn't recognise their own issues or whatever. But ultimately, that's the one that is a day to day thing. And that is, as I've just said, day to day, we need to love ourselves. And it's not a selfish thing. Often people equate that as being selfish. It's not it's not actually selfish at all. When we really when we really love ourselves and see ourselves as having real worth and see our true identity, which I've said in other podcasts, our true identity is being in Christ Himself, it's then that we can learn to really love other people and it's then that we can have the courage to allow ourselves to be loved. Now I hope I hope the things that I've said have made sense. Um, so please feel free to give me feedback. Um, and you know anything you want to say about any of the other episodes or whatever, feel free to do that as well. Um, just a quick word: if you have enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed the episodes please consider clicking on the support this podcast button and pledge a monthly amount uh, and help me continue to push this podcast forward and keep improving on it as well. Um, Thank you so much for your time and tune in next time for The Process. God bless you.